Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze, where we take a nostalgic look at a random football magazine from the past. This week's special podcast sees Simon Weir and Stephen Murray chat about Third Lanark. So sit back and let's shoot the breeze. Clear. Might just get the chip and he does, he's scored! Oh, oh what a great What I was, what I was going to ask Simon because Andy touched on it was Third Lanark. Could you just speak a wee bit about your involvement? We're getting trying to get Third Lanark going again yeah. and uh, upgrading the terrace in the Pathman well, Park. But the, I was involved with Third Lanark again. I, I, I my, I'd been in London for years and came back up and found the ground. It's one of these things. A lot of people don't know where the ground yeah. is. Cathedral Park is completely overgrown. Mm-hmm. It's a public park now. And I was out for a run, moved to the south, I went for a run and found it by accident. I, mean, God, I can't believe this is all still here. It's eerie when you find it. Isn't it? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's a ghost a, stadium. It's still a football ground. Uh, it's got the, it's got, and, you've, and you're on your own. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It feels, it it feels, feels as you're, you're in that sort because of place. It's beautifully oh, okay. built. Yeah. It was just beautiful. It's like a Greek amphitheatre. The only thing that. I can't work out is where would the main entrance have been? What road? Uh, it would have been Cathcart Road. Right on the main road? Yeah, on, and also right down, you know, the Myrtle Road. Yeah, it's down the there with the houses there mm-hmm. as well. That's where there was gates there as well. So the mm-hmm. cars would have come in that way and the mm-hmm. buses would have come in that way, but you'd have come in from Cathcart Road and there was yep, terrace. Yep. There was a, a lovely green wooden door with, you know, Cathcart Park written on it in Great Rings, an iconic image of, of, of one of the players running past that. It's just a cracking picture. So that was it, but it was very simple. You know, mm-hmm. It was rudimentary, wooden boards all around it and the fences. And, and people and always always go on about how, how uh, the, the the pitch was one of the best pitches ever. It was the best playing surface in Scotland the, the, the for, for about seventy the, years. Always say, yeah. "Oh, Cathcart was the best." Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, when I visited, it was okay. I think it was a little bit soggy and a couple, but even then, mm-hmm. after it's not been, much. I, exactly, it's not been a professional ground brilliant. since six, sixty-seven. But mm-hmm. originally, the grass was from Queens Park. Opened it, so it was opened up in eighteen eighty-four. So football started in Queens Park Rec in Glasgow, and the guys were tossing the keyboard there, there was a bunch of Highlanders that met together obviously that became Queen's Park got a ball saw guys playing it and they organised games there and then moved across obviously to First Hamden which is now the Hamden Bowling Club which yeah. has now got a great mural in the back of it you must see this do you know what, I, I think it's fascinating made. trying to when you when you look at yeah, trying to work out where the pitch yeah. mm-hmm. you've got three you know. Hamden parks within a square mile you know, yeah. you've got, that's the thing and Hamden Terrace is there and part of it was, so, so obviously Queen's Park move into there, they are building the railway line that you see nowadays in, and that cut across a quarter of the pitch. Mm. So they, had, they were offered ground across the road, so the railway company said, look, we'll, we'll clear the land, level it for you, if you want to move your stack, because first Hamden Park was the first enclosed ground, the first all ticket, mm. first ground to have turnstiles in the world. That's, that, that's, that's how important that was. This is where the Scotch professors played, and you know, the, the passing game was involved. But the passing game then develops at Cathkin Park, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. get Barcelona without Cathkin Park. That becomes second Hamden Park in 1884, and the, you know, the, the first official World Cup finals there. You know, West Brom renting there, so the fact that games all played. So the games have been played there are absolutely amazing. Queen's Park then decide to move up. They, they can't get a long-term lease, so they fall out with the owners and they say, we, they, we're moving up to what was near the Somerville Drive site. Cathkin Park, the original Cathkin Park was down where Dixon Street is and Dixon Avenue is, so opposite of Dixon Halls. So they took over the ground, fell out with Queen's Park, all the terracing was smashed down. The pavilion building that's, that's now at the Hamden Bowling Club was at Hamden too as well, was taken back there, mm. bought by a bowling club and taken back. All these buildings and pavilions moved around. That was a cricket pavilion originally that was bought 
and brought there, you know, and then I, uh, Rangers had it for a while as well. It's just the most interesting thing. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing, it's the, it's the archaeology of the ground that I love, I think, the most. So I found out my great-grandfather played there and scored a, a debut against Aberdeen, a hat-trick debut. What year was that, mate? That was 1916, 1915, 1916. Mm -hmm. So December 1915 or January 1916, I think he, he scored his, his, his debut hat-trick. Uh, he came from Renfrew Juniors, he'd scored 100 goals at Renfrew Juniors in two years and then came up there and then went to Airdrie. So <laughs> played, played, played three or four seasons uh, at Cathkin Park, but then finding out that you get a family linked to it. So mm -hmm. I started, I was training there in the morning and I just started restoring what was left because the terracing was crumbling. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of research into it and noticed that yeah, just little improvements were really helping us, so painted up the pitch walls. Guys that ran third, Lanark then came by and said, look, we're restarting the club. Starting off as an, we've got an amateur team just now, we're starting off the club again, would you be interested in coming and in, in getting involved? Yeah, 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 I mean, that, that, my dream would have been to go junior. Mm -hmm. that'd, that'd have been, that, that, but that was my target, really. Um, but start off as an amateur team and then build a youth system mm -hmm. behind that. So that's carried on, I'm no longer involved with them, but it's, it's carried on, but it's getting Cathkin Park was that was always the hardest thing, mm -hmm. and the dream of Cathkin Park would get it back as a so junior ground. Owns it Glasgow City Council owned it. And, and would they have bought that? Uh, well, yeah, in 1967, this guy Hiddleston mm -hmm. uh, had run the club into the ground, you know, mm -hmm. and you know three of the directors were were, were charged for it and everything. Well, went to court. Oh, absolutely. So the money was getting nicked. A lot of the players talk about, you know, they were they were given a new ball for every game, mm -hmm. but it was painted. It was a painted yeah. old ball yeah. they had. So they had the new ball, and they were told to kick it over the stand. So it kicked over the stand, and the painted ball was thrown on. So in the showers and bath, well, there was no showers, but in the baths afterwards, they had paint all over their foreheads and everything. There was, there was one of these. Player broke his arm, and Hiddleston would come in and say, "I've taken him to hospital. Make sure they don't cut the jersey." But they were pulling the jersey because they needed. They were that skint. They were paying coppers and paying, paying the players in coppers from the turnstiles. Mm -hmm. So he deliberately ran it into the ground. Asset stripped it. Was getting chips for his garden, charged to, to Third Lanark for the ground and all that, and it was it was going to his house. All sorts of scams going on. So he deliberately runs it into the ground. The idea is to sell the ground for housing because it was a housing boom at this mm -hmm. time, especially in that area. The street up behind it had been sold by Lawrence, the Rangers chairman. Mm -hmm. So all these so all these football guys were kind of involved in it. And it was mm -hmm. all, you know, there was, there was, there was, there was, it would have been flats. But there was a caveat in, in the Glasgow City Archives that said this must in perpetuity remain a recreational ground. So in, it in can outside. never be built on. Yeah, yeah. So they had to sell it. So a builder bought it and the council back, back bought it off him for about 60 grand because it's not worth anything. Mm. So to this day, Glasgow City Council run it as a pitch. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the Jimmy Johnson Academy are based there mm -hmm. just now. They've got the pavilion Same. building uh, and they are, they're, they're building a youth academy through there. So football is played there again. It was 130 odd years now that mm -hmm. football has been played continuously on that ground. Even when it was closed, they had games and it was junior games and things as well. So my involvement is just trying to now restore what's there. Just, just keep what's there. I don't think it'll ever be a ground again. It's a public park, and it's been yeah. a public park since 1967. Mm -hmm. Dog walkers have got more rights than, than yeah. guys wanting to start a football club there. Yeah. But it should be a museum, and what I'm trying to work on is now build a permanent museum there, either in porter cabin form. But there's, there's nothing for... We've got a lot of ground hoppers and football historians yeah, that come yeah. to the ground. Everyone makes a pilgrimage to this famous mecca of Scottish football. There's nothing to take away. You can't have a pee. You can't there's, get a coffee. You can't buy a book about is there, it. Is there's that sort of wee monument or something like that. That a plaque. There's a yeah. There's a plaque that that was. I think that was. Uh, what was one of those? Bob Laird. That was one of the historians who got that put in. Was it basically saying something like? It's, you're, it's you're basically like a gravestone to that. Yeah. But there's a beautiful. If you look on the ground, there's a beautiful mosaic as well. Because there was a mosaic of the when you first went into the the the, the old 
pavilion building, there was a mosaic in the ground of the old Third Lanarkshire Rifle Volunteers badge. Mm -hmm. So they've got that now in sort of um, metal embossed studs all around. Yeah. So it's lovely. And the signs up as well. Who would have been um, Third Lanark's core support then? But, uh, because uh, bearing in mind that Thistle would have had mm -hmm. the. the, the Mary Hill end yeah. of Glasgow, and then Clyde would have had maybe like shot uh, Bridgeton, uh, Rutherglen. Exactly, Rutherglen. Well, with, with Third Lanark, very much it was it was the same group that went to see Queens Park. It's the same it's the same people that live there, but Queens Park was seen as the soldier officers club mm -hmm. and the gentlemen, whereas the artisans club was Third Lanark. It was your local club. It was a military team as well. So mm -hmm. the military were big, big fans of it. It was the Partick Thistle of the South Side. Mm -hmm. So Pollock, the only, the only team that really benefited from, apart from Celtic Rangers from Third Lanark going out of business, was Pollock. The juniors, yeah. So a lot of them went to juniors. And a lot of these fans were lost to football completely. They'd lost, they'd, you change your wife, you can't change a club. Mm -hmm. And that was the, the saddest part of the whole thing with Third Lanark. I mean, they were founder members of the Scottish mm -hmm. Football League. 95 years have been going. So they did donated any, did to build. Anybody get um, uh, charged? But, but, um, Three of them got done for it. Did they? Three of them got done for it, and then Hiddleston had a Robert Maxwell type episode mm. and died in Blackpool very mysteriously afterwards. What? Uh, so is a fairly young man. Ah, he's. It wasn't that old. Maybe, yeah, it wasn't that old. You'd have played any died before it. Then yeah. it would have been horrible. And again, he has been very much demonised and vilified over it as well. But every time you look at it, there's no other explanation for mm. it. Mm. Who, who was it? Was it Bobby Shearer? Was the last manager? Shearer was, yeah. There was a lot of Celtic Rangers guys there as well. There was, Evan you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Big Young as well. It went, you know, Drew Busby. Uh, yeah, he said good, goodbye to Busby. He like, mm -hmm. scored the last of our goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the last competitive win <coughs> at Cathkin Park was against Claybank. Was it really? Uh, yeah, it was the second last day of the 66-67 season, and it was also the lowest ever crowd because mm -hmm. it was played at the same time as uh, England Scotland at Wembley. Right. I see. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a bright idea, was it? No, no, but there's some amazing, even when you look at, so, I mean, looking into the history of, of mm. Cathkin Park, Jimmy McGrory was signed at Cathkin Park. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? From the, there's a lot of Clyde Bank and, and history and Celtic mm -hmm. history through there as well, you know. John Thompson's last game before the Rangers game was Cathkin. at Cathkin Park and Neil Dewar scored against him, who was his big pal, you know. You know they were the, the people's club that way. Some, some of the research that I've done through the years, like the old newspapers mm -hmm. around about the Lisbon era, and, and you know, Celtic's getting the big headlines, yeah. Scotland's getting the big headlines for winning at Wembley. But in the newspapers, uh, uh, is... Well, the yeah. comes at the same, uh -huh. it's like, latest on thirds. Thirds, yeah. And, yeah. and you're thinking... It was, a, it was a soap opera. Yeah, but you're thinking, how could that have happened? Because you this know, is it's... the... Had it happened in 1969 mm -hmm. or 1965, it wouldn't, wouldn't have gone out of business. Mm -hmm. It happened in the most successful year for Scottish football. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You've yeah. got Celtic, Rangers, mm. Kilmarnock, right. you've got Dundee United, they not beat Barcelona, Barcelona or something that year as well. Absolutely. Top of European football. Yeah, and, and quietly this team folded Scotland at the end of the year. World Scotland, beat the, world, as yeah, as Scotland well. beat the world champions mm -hmm. as well. There was exposure certainly. But, um, but as you said, it becomes a side note and you become mm -hmm. a footnote in history. This is a 95-year-old club, a founder member of the league. Mm -hmm. Gone. Yeah. But no help. No administration, what, straight what, what to bust. What about through the years? What, what about in 69, 71? Was there ever a, yeah, an attempt to resurrect People them? tried to start it. So who was the Tory MP for the South Side? Te for Teddy years? Taylor. Teddy Taylor bought the name. He owned it for years yeah. and years and years. I think I bought it off him. I think that's who yeah. he died. His estate came up in this. I think mm -hmm. that's why I bought it from. That's and there was, there was the third line at Juveniles as well. Um, through through the 70s, it started. It used to play games at Cathkin Park. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
but no one could ever really get it going. So what's the latest then? It's amateur. It's an amateur team. Mm -hmm. um, still doing well, and they've got a whole youth system now as well. So try and add a team every year. Try and build See, up. The difficulty now is that the, the fans who who had their back time, you know, that they're, 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 they're gone. They're, they're, yeah. they're gone now. Yeah, they are absolutely. You know, but then you've got to look at it as a new club. Yeah. So you're a new co. Mm -hmm. You know. Excuse me a second. Well, that, well, the bankies. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Well, 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 the bankies. We spoke to the bankies at the time as well because that is that's the model of how to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Aim high, but mm -hmm. but go realistic. Mm -hmm. Players need to be paid. You want you want decent football. You don't. You can't own a ground. Mm. You don't have the money coming in. Mm -hmm. You need yeah. to ground share. But get junior status. Get back. Mm -hmm. You semi-pro players coming in. Get the older players and have been pros and know it can guide the club through and get the right people running it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What you get is when people get involved with football clubs, they lose their mind. Mm -hmm. That's the problem, that's the part of it as well. I've been guilty of it, so everyone does, because you're Catholic madness, but that's because you arrive and you go, I can see. There was a rumour years ago, and this was only a rumour, mm -hmm. that, that um, Pollock Juniors were, 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 were going to sell their pitch mm -hmm. and, and they were going to move into Catholic, because as you said. I they think are, they were probably offered. Yeah, the, the, Clyde were offered. Clyde were offered Clyde, Clyde were offered apparently. Yeah, yeah, Clyde should have been way before they so built. Yeah, I, yeah. Because then you've lost, then you're away from your fans. The thing yeah, is, you, you've yeah. got to start your club. Clyde, have, Clyde are an example of a club that's had to start again completely. Yeah. Where they are and try and win a come mm -hmm. old audience because mm -hmm. they are re completely remote from where mm -hmm. their audience was. A lot of their audience is gone mm -hmm. simply because of just the lack of industrialisation around there as well. But that was mm -hmm. that was a heavy industry place. Yeah. There was lots of workers would come out at 12 o'clock to go to the games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I can understand why getting a brand new stadium built for you, but the council run it. It's still never going to be your I know, place. It's still going to be home, really, is it? No, exactly. But, and, and new grounds have to... It takes 50 years for a new mm -hmm. ground to have that atmosphere as well. Cathkin, the one thing about Cathkin is if it was turned into a museum, I think it could be the best amateur football stadium in the world mm -hmm. because it's got that history. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you celebrate the players that have played there. Every huge English footballer you've ever heard of, mm -hmm. or not heard of in a lot of cases, from the 1880s onwards, every single one of them played it once, twice, three times at Cathkin Park. Park. Every player you've ever thought of, it, right up to the 1960s, mm -hmm. played at Cathkin Park. Yeah. It was a very special ground. The turf came from Sweden. Well, originally the the, the Highlanders had it. Scotland, yeah, no, 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 because that was that was the best grass. Swedish grass was always uh, Swedish grass, uh, uh, so that's why it was so good. I'll, I'll tell you a wee warning thing there because um, St Anthony's Juniors in Govan mm. had the hundred year lease with their pitch. Yeah, now that used to be at the big roundabout. Uh, just when you go, to I we got Helen Street to go to Ibrox. Yeah. It, it was the football pitch that that was up at the roundabout. You could see through the railings. And they, they, when the hundred year lease was up, they thought, well, we'll get another, that may get a 50, you know, mm. whatever it was. And, and the council knocked them back because prime land and, and its industrial units very similar to what we're in the new. Yeah. That, that was built in that. So the council's made money out of that. And, and the poor old Vance ended up as sort of like, uh, refugees for a couple of seasons mm. before they get the, the current, the, 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 they've knocked it off because they, they've got a site which, when I was a boy, would have been the old 50 pitches. Of course. Uh, right pitches, next yeah, to the yeah. motorway in the M8, if you're going yeah, yeah, by yeah. Ibrox to Paisley. Excellent, yeah. And go and even blaze pitches, but there would be thirty games mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. at the same time, mm -hmm. all day, because yeah. it was blaze pitches. There was none of this, you know. They made, the guys were tough, mm -hmm. but it was just. But the football was played constantly. There was far more involvement mm -hmm. than there is, and 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 the crowds were still huge yeah. at games. There's, there's a video actually. Desmond White is talking in 1973, mm -hmm. 74. 
he's getting interviewed and, and he says, you know, Glasgow's a football city. Yeah. He says, no, I, I'm trying to think of the, I'm going to work at basic maths here. Ibrox was a, Hamden was the biggest. Hamden held about 120. Mm-hmm. Ibrox would have been 80, that's 200. Celtic would have been 70, that's 270. And then you can add Thistle probably 30. Yeah. That's 300,000 people. And, and he says, that's something like 30% of the population of the city. That, that we can hold in, 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 mm-hmm. in any given uh, I know that you're never going to get them all full at mm-hmm. the one time you, you but, but it's, like, it's like the two Hamden games in the one yeah, week kind of yeah. as well suddenly the, you get 250,000 people so a game he says you know the, 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 historically he says we, we had great people with great foresight building these stadiums knowing that people would come mm-hmm. because they were football mad this was a football mad city Absolutely. and this is still at a time when Hamden we're still getting 100,000 plus mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you know before the advent of the old seater stadiums, yeah, you get eight thousand on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. But I go to three hundred there. Like, I forgot about Clyde. Clyde's probably about twenty five. Yeah. And then you, you've got Cathkin, mm-hmm. uh, maybe another twenty five. Yeah, so yeah. you're talking about three. That's a huge amount of people. And there's great well. pictures of Cathkin as well when they played Rangers. I think it was about sixty one season. Mm-hmm. And the first game of the season, and they broke the ground. So it was forty five and a half thousand there, and they broke, they broke in. There's great pictures of them all yeah, breaking in, a pitch invasion. Aye, aye. Just, uh, it's just the most amazing thing. There was footage that last game to get filmed the Celtic and, and for one was sixty two. It's a great game, and yeah. They put it on. It was one each. They put yeah, it on it's Celtic, on YouTube, Celtic, just Celtic. Well, uh, Celtic yeah. TV and then it went YouTube. Uh-huh. And and when you see it, it's a tiny looking stadium. Yeah, but it's tight. Uh-huh. That's why it was such a great uh-huh. atmosphere to play in, and it's in a natural bowl. Yeah, yeah. As well, because they yeah. dug into the hill. Because when Queens Park had it, it was it was about fifty feet out from where it is mm-hmm. and near a Cathcart Road. Mm-hmm. So they pulled back, and it's kind of weirdly the pictures I've got from eighteen eighty four. There's the natural hill you would think you would build a terrace on mm-hmm. behind the main stand, mm-hmm. which they'd carried from across the road as well. That's beautiful, mm-hmm. like an old Victorian bus station, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. And so Third Lanark moved it right back in, cut into the hill, mm-hmm. and then that was all redone in 1947. So the terrace that I'm restoring mm-hmm. now is from the 1947 mm-hmm. rebuild. And when you dig into it, it's all um, rubble from the Blitz. Oh right? yeah, it's all, it's all ash and rubble. That's what they rebuilt the stadium. Remember Hamden was like that, and the, the, the ash. Yeah, know, it was a black ash in between, wasn't it? And a, a, a hot day, the stour came up, and then exactly. in a, a wet day, it, it was like um, oh yeah, it's like trench foot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very pleasant. Though. So regarding yourself, are you working on any other books? Not at the moment, no. But the the next thing I would like to do is, if I get time, is 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 to carry it forward into the nineteen eighties. Mm. I would like to do a, a book about the decade of the eighties for mm. Celtic, but no, the, the two books I did were very very factual and needed a lot of research. I would like to do one in my recollections. Yeah. Of Absolutely, fun. yeah. And, and it wouldn't just be about Celtic; it would be about. Clyde, Clyde Banton because yeah. he's been in the Premier League at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be the experience of going to football in the eighties and how it was changing because in nineteen eighty we still had Hamden with the old uh, North Stand and, mm-hmm. and the North Enclosure. And by the time you get to nineteen ninety, you've had Hillsborough. Yeah. And football yeah, changed forever at that totally. point. Yeah. Another thing I've got to say is and I know being nasty here, but when David Murray took her, I think Scottish football changed it, it certainly became more modern, but I don't think it changed for the better. In my yeah, eyes. something happened in 1987, didn't it? That, that was kind of when it aye, started aye. to come through. 86, 87. That's that was right. it. That's so, but the books. You, I mean, how can people get a hold of the the books that you have? The the, the ten men won the league is is um, is basically an Amazon because it's uh, self print Amazon. The Kenny the Celtic one, I've got to say, is is out of print now. Right. So the, the, there's only so if you've got one, it may be collectors. I mean, you're to come. But, um, I'll be having they, that. What, are you planning <laughs> to get another set of them done? No, really, no, because um, the problems with the printers, to be honest, they weren't the best. Right. I um, just love that. Do you know the Kenny of the Celtic? It's just, it's everything you would want in a cover. 
Mm. For me, it's including that, that card at the bottom in the old it's green It's the football strip. cards, it's the ball. It's the even the picture you've chosen. Well no, that's, that, that's the yellow. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that the photograph is in the background. It's a photograph as well. Look. Aye, that's right. It's Kenny at home. Kenny, it's, it's off. That, that for me is a very Jimmy McGrory thing. Mm. It's always the Celtic. Yep. The Celtic yep. and the Rangers. That's kind of dropped out of common parlance now, isn't it? Could you do them as ebooks? Stephen, to get them probably could, out I, again. but I, I've not the, the, the inclination yet. But, but part of the, I feel like one of the interesting things is the, uh, the, the, the Glasgow Herald has got such a magnificent archive, and mm -hmm. and, and when you want to access the Herald archive, you need to make an appointment. You just kind of right. get off the street, mm -hmm. and you know where it's held in the Mitchell, Mitchell Library, yeah. Yeah. right? So you, you go to the Mitchell Library, and they bring you these big boxes full of these old scabby. Uh, envelopes that they've been lining for years and it'll say just off the top of my head Celtic versus Aberdeen April 1976 so you take these photos mint condition press photographs the, the best quality stuff and you look through it and you think why the hell is that behind closed yeah, doors yeah, yeah. that's just madness that, that, that should be getting uh, reprinted I'd you know, get lost in yeah, that, you know, that that would be uh, for guys like us who are keen on this kind of stuff, it would be our dream just to get in there and just look through it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I found that the best experience of writing the book was actually uh, coming across the photographs. Yeah. Now, the photographs are expensive. You, you, don't, you don't mean that literally, do you? No, no, it's, <laughs> it felt like it. very excited. Yeah, the, the, um, the, 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 the photographs now, the Herald mm -hmm. Library, are absolutely fantastic. The, the record was a wee bit different. It's a sad story about the record because I got in touch with a guy who, who was a photo editor, uh, who was a Celtic fan, which mm -hmm. was even better. And he took me into the, 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 the record archive, which wasn't as organised, but still had uh, uh, loads of stuff. He basically had stuff lying all over the place. Yeah. And his job, really, I said, what, what's your job? And he says, well, God forbid if Billy Conley dies tomorrow, right? Yeah, I've he got says, to find the... My editor comes to me and goes, I want a photo of Billy Conley at school. I want a photo of Billy Conley yeah, when he was the humble yeah. bums. I want a photo of Billy Conley getting married, you know, you know, so that you can have this big Billy Conley tribute thing. And he says, we have all these celebrity photographs for, for Scottish celebrities lying over the place. He says, so I would, I would need to dig that out and, and satisfy it's him. It's brilliant, isn't it? Right, so the sad story is that, that, that newspapers aren't doing well now, and the record essentially is an English company now because it's Mirror Group. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, the, this boy got paid off, and uh, the, all the, 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 the archive that he dealt with gets sent down to a, a warehouse in Watford. Is it right? <laughs> there you go. So that, that, that's gotten, I, I was probably the last guy to see the stuff yeah, in there. Yeah. I mean, they've got Clyde Bank, they've got Clyde, they've got Thistle, yeah. the, or the rest of the stuff. But, but the, the Herald is more organised and more impressive in as much as you tell them a specific game and a guy goes behind and brings it out and in. Oh, look. amazing. Like, wow. Because I, I was dealing in seasons, really, mm -hmm. because obviously, like, especially the 4-2 the book, because it was one specific season. So you had this massive big box. And they'd all these envelopes and you, these sort of like, uh, manila envelopes yeah. that are falling out. They're literally they're, they're coming apart in your hands because of the the, the years have been lying in, in, mm. in, in dust. Uh, and, and you take them out and you just think, my God, that hardest thing is to choose. How, 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 how do you, you pick up photos? Do you pick them out? What do you leave out? Well, do you know, earlier we were talking about finding that box of cards or mm. something, that mm -hmm, shop. Mm -hmm, Watford mm -hmm. sounds like the place to yeah, go. Yeah, doesn't it? Well, there you break go. In and but but I'll not, I'll not, you, you, you probably you, you, you wouldn't. B ブレイクなんてでマッチョノイシーレフンジャバイブレイクなんてでマッチョ、ブカイジェノエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダーエッセンオーダ
you know, but there is ways of looking at it, and, and yeah. you know that yourself, the, yeah. because so, it's your specialist um, specialist subject. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think um, we are working with Back On Side um, as our charity partner for this season on the podcast. So I'm just going to read out a wee bit of information about them. It says, here in the UK, one in four people experience a mental health illness each year. Mental health includes a personal a person's emotion, psychological and social well-being. An obvious widespread problem, yet it's estimated that only a quarter of sufferers receive ongoing treatment, leaving the majority of the UK population tackling these debilitating issues on their own. Here at Back On Side, we have recognised this ongoing dilemma and are determined to rebuild a society where no young person or adult is left tackling mental health problems alone. So they do some fantastic job. Um, you know, dealing with these things, a lot of it's through sports-related um, things as well. And um, with what, obviously, the the juniors tournament that we had last se- um, during the year, you know, they were a big sponsor of that, and we supported them as well. So, as part of this show, what we we do is we ask, you know, we're going to provide a donate button, and for every pound that you donate, you essentially get a raffle ticket, you know, an entry into a raffle. And what we'll do is we'll include the magazine and the items that we've um, spoke about here and I'll probably throw in a few extra goodies from my collection as well so on Twitter we'll, we'll post where that is you go on if you if you donate £1 that'll be one entry if you de- donate £5 that'll be five, five entries and what we'll do is 50% of that total will go straight to back on side and the rest of it will go towards um, keeping the podcast going as well so please support them um, and support us as well so on that, I'd just like to thank everyone. Thank you, Stephen, for Thanks, it's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, Simon, for popping in. Pleasure. Um, and Tom, thank you very much as well. Um, thank you, Andy, for running it. You're, and you're thank you, welcome. Andy. Yay. 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 So, and thank you if you're listening to this, um, and if you continue to listen to the other ones, then, you know, thanks for that. Um, in the meantime, let's shoot the breeze. Thanks for listening to our podcast uh, with Simon Weir and Stephen Murray chatting about Third Lanark there. We hope you've enjoyed it um, and keep following us and add us to your friends, etc. Until the next time, let's shoot the breeze.